turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good day and welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing and more. It's Fed Day. We're smack dab in earnings season. Oh, those two could move the market big time in the next 24 hours. In large part, does the Fed cut? Do they not cut? We're expecting them to cut. Does Apple have a better than expected quarter? No one was excited about the iPhone 11 three months ago, but it seems to be selling well. We will find out when the market closes. What will they say about next year? It's probably the most important thing. So it's a little bit of a a wait right now until the Fed does what they're going to do. And the Fed does what they're going to do typically 11 a.m. A little bit earlier, it'll start to leak. and You'll see the markets say, ooh, wasn't quite expecting that. Let's talk about some stocks that are in the news. Crocs. Do you remember Crocs? Come on. They were a fad. They were a big thing for a very small period of time in the world of footwear. They took a bite out of the footwear industry. Crocs. So is it too early? I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to drop that joke. It was about a crocodile, a baby, and Tinkerbell, and uh, a pirate with a bell. And Halloween. Their shoe collection's grown by leaps and bounds over at Crocs from the ubiquitous classic slip-on clog to a range of trainers, sandals, and boots. So Crocs just isn't about plastic sandals anymore. There was a fad where you got to, like, maybe get a, a Pokemon pin that you'd put into your Crocs, and the pins is where they'd make the money. Or maybe a football pin or a Raiders pin. And what I'm talking about, a pin, like a pendant kind of thing? A charm? So they've got 400 owned stores. They've got first and third party e-commerce sites. They've got third party retailers. They've got 630 million pairs sold since 2002. Their goods are manufactured largely in Vietnam and China. Oh, he said China. Alert, alert. So when Crocs reports were like, hey, um, by the way, how's China going? And guess what? Crocs just reported. Stocks trading sharply higher. And again, you can buy plastic shoes on Wall Street. I love that. Crocs expects uh, revenues $245-255 million above market expectations. They make plasticky type of shoes. Lots of money in plasticky type shoes. Lots of landfill in plasticky type shoes, but you get the idea. Their retail channel is doing great. Half their sales are made via wholesale. That's third-party retailers. About 30% are sold via retail channel at company stores or kiosks. 17% are sold online. Woohoo! That's where we get into the money. Direct to consumer wholesale revenue grew 25.4%. E commerce up 28%. So that's robust. 
A lot of what we talk about on this show is direct-to-consumer type of ideas. Amazon said that they will now deliver Whole Foods within two hours. And I'm like, honey, let's get delivery. Let's stay at a Netflix and chill. It's business time. Whole Foods didn't have me until they got that two-hour window. Because that's kind of like, it's 4 o'clock. We don't have anything. What are we going to do? You can still pull it off. Last year was a transition year for Crocs. Getting back to Crocs. They've done a good job marketing. People love Crocs. Others consider them unstylish, but they're loved. Come as you are. Did they license Nirvana? No. But they did get Zoe Deschanel, Natalie Dormer, Drew Barrymore. All people who have been shoe shamed for their love of Crocs. I know you're saying shoe shamed. Shoe shamed. Oh, my friend up in Canada? Take off, eh? She had to fly to Calgary from Toronto. And she's like moaning about it online. And she's like, oh, I got to go to Calgary. Live from the Pacific, the great Northwest, the GNW. Um, What was interesting about it was she's flying to Calgary. She's not even getting out of the airport. She's doing a meeting in the airport and she's flying back to Toronto. I'm like, oh, her friends started giving her grief. Why are you going to pollute the world? Why can't you just do a meeting? Why can't you just do it online? So there's flight shaming right now. And there's two ways flight shaming turns out. We do more staycations and more vacations close to our home, so our friends don't know that we got on a plane. I know, there's something called flight shaming. So maybe I don't go to Hawaii four times a year. Maybe I go two times, and I, I'm like, oh, I'm camping in the, oh, the wildfire country with large ticks. Ugh. But I don't want to be ashamed. Her friends were shaming her for that, that, that flight. And she's like, well, I did buy carbon offsets. So that's the other way that it can go. Travel's going to change because of these millennials, I'm telling you. You're going you're to buy a, a carbon offset. You're going to do something. So, th- And it will change the way investing works, in my opinion. Now, again, I'm not telling you don't buy airlines. I'm not telling you, like, change things. But see that as a trend. And don't be silly and say, I didn't see that coming because you did. Obama laid into young people in a speech saying, yeah, you, you're politically awake. And yeah, you can call out anyone on social media. It's no longer, I'm not worried about Big Brother anymore. I'm not worried about Facebook watching me. I'm worried about my neighbors and then posting something and shaming me. Facebook just announced it suspended accounts tied towards Putin ally for political meddling in Africa. The head of Instagram said he's frightened to death to see what could happen in the election this year. It's about a year away, so I'm going to start saying that. That's all out there today, right? Uh, speaking about activism, you know, flight shaming. They're shoe shaming with Crocs. Hey, I'm not going to tell you what to invest in. It's none of my business. Elon Musk said he's announced a $1 million donation to a tree planting um, cause. Jack Dorsey said YouTube. Jack Dorsey says we're in, and YouTube said we're in. Now, what's interesting is there's something called hashtag team trees. It was an idea started by YouTuber Jimmy Donaldson, also known as Mr. Beast. That's my name. But uh, Musk 
said, I'll donate a million trees. That's pretty cool. Sometimes you see YouTubers and influencers and you're like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I have a family member who tried to start like a how to put on makeup. I don't know. She's she's from L.A. She's trying to be an influencer. She's awful at it. But if she were to start a, a blog of how to put on makeup and plant a million trees, they might get my interest, right? So Musk cut word of the campaign, and he loved it. He said the campaign's cool. He asked a couple questions. What type of trees? Where are they going to be? And he says, okay, fine. I'll donate a million trees. He, he bought in. Dorsey, Jack Dorsey did the same kind of idea. 150,000 trees. I kind of, I, sometimes we see YouTube do well, right? Now, of course, we're all going to talk about it when it's horrible. Um, but Elon Musk, uh, yesterday he says, I don't have any money. He told a judge about the guy who's suing him, the pedophile thing, where he called a, a diver from the Thai caves a pedophile, a pedo. And uh, he says, I'm not liquid. And next day he's got money for a million trees. I love the idea, though, and I love millennials. And uh, it's kind of a cool story to end on, right? Coming up, I'm going to be talking video games, maybe. Activision Blizzard has a new one out, Call of Duty. It's got a lot of Russians pissed off because it's kind of, how shall we say, Russo, Russophobia? Russophobic? Big seminar coming up. You can sign up for it in November at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So this is AJR. I recently saw them in concert. It's the most recent concert I went to. I like alternative music. I'm okay with that. I never like classic rock. I studied classical music. Went through a phase of jazz, but this is my favorite band right now. AJR. And uh, I took my boys and they had a blast. There's a song on this new album called Karma. Maybe we'll play that going out because for some reason I do believe in karma. <clears throat> I believe in Bigfoot. I've seen him. I was on a beach once and there was this guy that was so hairy walking down the water. I was like, that has to be a descendant. If not a Yeti, at least a Bigfoot. Um, AJR, check it out. Um, plus, one of the things that they did at their concert was pretty cool. It, the digital effects are just stunning, and it's part of music, right? I, we're not buying albums. How are they making? How are they making money? Not on streaming of the stuff, unless you all are Taylor Swift. Streaming doesn't pay the big dollaroos, so they got a tour. Anyhow, uh, one of the stocks that I was taking a look at during the commercial break was a company called Dine. Dine Brands. Because they're looking to franchise some more restaurants. Now, you probably don't know Dine Brands. You're like, what type of name is that? It's a good question. It's not the easiest name to pronounce or, or get into. Uh, but I bring it up in large part because you know the company. It's IHOP. Now, again, how many dollars do you have to spend? Probably not unlimited. So sometimes you're going to have to decide on what's appropriate for you and what's not appropriate for you. I read an interesting uh, article yesterday. A blogger posted something about how he basically sold his house, made a huge profit in it, 
put a ton of money into stocks that pay income and dividends. And he, he feels like I can rent. I don't have to own a house because I, I, I had a great run. He, he thinks he cashed out at the right time. But now he's actually thinking about getting back in because he says rents continue to go higher. And my income from the stocks, I, I want that next leg up in equity. It's a little bit greedy. It worked out once. It doesn't work out every single time like that. So Dine Equity is a publicly traded company. They own IHOP, International House of Pancakes, and Applebee's. It's the number three family-style diner behind Denny's and Waffle House. I know you're saying, holy mackerel, did Rob just tell me that Denny's is the number one family-style diner in America? I did. And Waffle House is number two. And IHOP is number three, the International House of Pancakes and Applebee's. Uh, IHOP's got 1,600 franchises that are open 24 hours a day. Chain's best known for its breakfast menu, but it also does some lunch and dinner. Applebee's, man, there's Applebee commercials. Every time I see an Applebee's commercial, I'm like, that looks actually kind of okay. I want that big old margarita. I think it's called a big old margarita. Again, as an investor, you only have so many dollars. Is Dine Brands you because they're opening up more IHOPs? Hey, there's nothing wrong with owning, owning if that's what you want to do. It's not what I want to do, though. So I throw that out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Mattel had a great quarter. I'm surprised by that because, again, they're Hot Wheels and they're Barbie. And I don't think we're living in a Barbie world anymore. I think we're living in kids have phones and kids have iPads. General Electric up. They've done a lot of restructuring. Not my kind of company. I'd rather wait to see consistent earnings two quarters in a row. Mattel, I don't like turnarounds. I like the song Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of Your Heart. Turn around, never know that I'm going to live lonely. Jim Steinman wrote that, right? Then any, yeah, of course he did. <clears throat> he did a lot of the Meatloaf songs. Uh, Paradise by Dashboard Light. He does these like super fast pop fusion kind of songs. So I'm not a big turnaround guy. It's not me. General Electric beat on top and bottom line estimates. If they do another good quarter, I'll be interested. Johnson & Johnson said asbestos was not found in 15 tests from the same single lot of Johnson's baby powder the FDA sampled. I don't get into that. Asbestos is a bad word in the world of investing. You can see a stock go a lot lower pretty fast. Now, they're, they're saying there was no asbestos found. I, I can't invest in that. I can't tell you to. You notice no one ever calls the show and says, I hate you, Rob. You put me in the worst stock ever. Yum Brands missed earnings expectations. They're down today. I think that could be a buying opportunity, other than the fact that I don't have to own Yum Brands because I own a different restaurant stock. Yum Brands is Taco Bell. Taco Bell. But Yum Brands is also um, other brands like Kentucky Fried Chicken. Now, again, Grubhub's helping those guys, right? They're getting more orders, but they're not, it's just not my restaurant stock. I, I admire Taco Bell from afar. Mattel, they beat on top and bottom line estimates. CFO Joseph Utenawa is going to step down after six months. So there's going to be a transition where he's like, I'm ready to go. Nordstrom was downgraded to sell from neutral at UBS, price target of 30. Again, in the world of retail, 
You go Amazon. If that's not your cup of tea, you go Target. If that's not your cup of tea, what do you do? Do you go as far as Nordstrom's or Macy's? Eh, eh, not me. Japan's September retail sales up 9% year over year. Impressive. Australia's new home sales up 5.7%. Asian automakers reported sharp year over year decreases in profit. Less consumption and trends in China on cars. Some fascinating stuff, isn't it? I love my job, and I, I appreciate you letting me do it. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. I'll take a look at today's big movers and shakers tonight and see what was the story and it was their opportunities in earnings season. Right now, there's so many companies posting numbers. Sony and Simon Properties and Southern Company and Total and uh, it, Tupperware. You can invest in Tupperware or you can invest in Crocs. They both make plastic stuff. Uh, do you invest in plastic? I don't know. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Big seminar coming up in November. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. Use code radio25. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. I want to talk briefly about video games because there's a big investment at the end of this story or the end of this idea. You got to stick with me, though, okay? First and foremost, my job is to figure out what's going to happen in the next year, two years. It's kind of weird for me to say that. I try to see where things are going, not where things have been. The problem is a lot of people live in a very static world that's very linear when really investing is about like the big onion and peeling the layers. Audiences around the United States have embraced video services like Netflix. Netflix having a big day today after having a bad two or three months. We're getting more and more used to things to do digitally. Kind of our collective attentions are getting rewired a little bit because of on-demand video. But yet we love to share things. A Super Bowl party is way better than watching the Super Bowl by yourself. Jeopardy is way better when you kick butt at Jeopardy and you watch it with your friends versus watching it with yourself. When I'm with friends and you're watching Jeopardy, don't you automatically go like you put a little beep, 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 beep thing in your hand, right? A little buzzer. And you're, you're trying to like show like I, I could be on the show. It's more fun. Movies are funnier when you see something about Mary when it's packed theater and everyone's laughing their head off. When you see a horror movie in a movie theater and everyone's scared, it's, it's more entertaining. Sporting events. It's tough to watch by yourself. But maybe that's the thing you do. So doing media with other people is a big thing. And it goes back, in my opinion, to the man landing on the moon. At that point in time, when man landed on the moon, they televised it, I think, or something like that. And people watched it together. I remember my parents rolled. I wasn't alive. I was alive, but barely. But they told the story that they rolled the TV out into the yard with an extension cord so they could look at the moon while a man was landing on the moon. 
Generation X witnessed the end of MASH, which was the biggest television event ever because the show was on for like ever. Millennials got together and watched the ending of Game of Thrones. We like to do things together. Now, let's jump to the idea. A couple of weeks ago, Fortnite had a blackout, a black hole. They were trying to figure out how do we end this game, this season, with something spectacular. And the whole world got sucked into a black hole simultaneously. And what's fascinating about this is four and a half million people on YouTube watched it. A million and a half on Twitch watched a black hole, which is exactly what it sounds like in a video game. It's a screen that's black. A little bit of music was coming out of it. Not much. But we did it collectively. So I think that's the thing that's important here. Fortnite's spacebound event. Not nearly as culturally important as landing on the moon, and yet it's arguably much more sophisticated, technically speaking. And it was executed flawlessly on the PlayStation, on Wi-Fi tablets, on mobile phones, on the Xbox, on the PC. All the access models all worked with the in-game engine, with the Twitter videos, with the Twitch broadcasts. So millions of people could participate in Fortnite Season X end of season through various channels. And I think that's the investment thought here. A couple years ago, I left a hockey game, let's say at 11 o'clock. I roll into the hotel uh, parking lot, and there's like 100 people in a park. They were watching, they were playing Pokemon Go, collectively. Twitch plays Pokemon, in which hundreds of thousands of Twitch viewers played Pokemon together. Hugo One Interactive, they had a Grand Theft Auto 5 speed run in which viewers tried to stop one player from making the run. You got in the game and you tried to, to mess up his, his shtick. Reddit is a uh, Reddit place is a place where people can collectively create art. This extra mile that we've talked about in the past is, I think, changing ever so slightly to game engine technologies video streaming, web ubiquity, um, choose your own adventure style interactive TV series. You know, Netflix has got Bandersnatch or you versus the wild where you're starting to get a little more interactive with a program stories, predetermined on demand and yours alone. Consequences hit you. So there, the future to me is in the form. And I was talking with my producer yesterday about this is We've seen some collective experiences fail, and we've seen some collective experiences kind of sneak past us. Do you remember HQ Trivia? We were talking about that two years ago nonstop. I won HQ Trivia, and I got 32 cents because we were playing collectively with other people around the world. Now, HQ Trivia couldn't figure out the optimal format to keep people engaged, whereas I think Fortnite is doing it. In Japan, VTubers or virtual YouTubers interact with their audience, hosting concerts and TV shows online with realistically rendered humans. Now, again, realistically rendered humans? So Fortnite started something completely different. It struck lightning in a bottle. Um, It switched to the Battle Royale format, and the new version after the black hole ended, it came out and had better graphics, smoother graphics, a little bit... uh, 
it's a platform that they can build off. They've already got the established YouTubers and influencers and Twitters and tweeters and, and Twitchers, and they have it. How many people watched the black hole? Six million. And they did it together. Like you, you go watch, go YouTube and Google uh, black hole Twitch. You'll see like two guys go, oh, where did it go? It's not one guy. It's two guys. That's one of the reasons I, I'm a little bit spooked about virtual reality is I don't know how that if, if it's going to be a headset that's on our head, how collective is that? We're not, like if, if Zach comes over to watch the Super Bowl and we're like, hey, let's get to the 50 yard line. Let's put on your virtual headset. And then suddenly it's two dudes sitting on a couch with big, big binocular like things on their head. That's just going to be weird. But if it does put us in the front row, maybe that's interesting. Like I said, I just saw AGR in concert not that long ago. And uh, my kids want to go again, but I think they're off to Europe. So the only way we'd be able to do it is virtual reality. So again, watch some of these trends. I'm not kidding you. It's easier than you think. And I, th- I think we're moving in that direction. So Joel Greenblatt is a value investor, and he expects the esports industry to continue to grow like crazy, but said the infrastructure needs to be in place to support the audience boom that will come with it. Now, he's value. He's not talking about growth. He's talking about growth and he's value. Like, whoa, the size of the esports audience and the gaming industry as a whole has left many league operators and publishers like racing to keep up with new content and programming. And that's why Epic is so impressive with, with Fortnite. They're able to figure out how to get this all out there. And if you watch Saturday Night Live this weekend, there was a skit about League of Legends turning 10 years old and how they, they did it. They're like, they, they, they kind of made it into an ESPN parody broadcast. Two guys going, oh, let's let's take a look at the big action tournament today. And you're like, is it football? Is it is it hockey? What is it? And it was a bunch of kids playing League of Legends. It's a pretty funny skit because they're ultimately in shock that this is actually a sporting event that they're covering. The rising hype surrounding esports has presented the industry with a big hurdle, scalability. Digital-based lifestyle that we're all seeming to enjoy now. A company called Vindex is trying to step into it, according to Joel Greenblatt. He expects Vindex in a position to meet the demand and solve the problem of plaguing esports of scalability. Now, I haven't heard of Vindex. I want to. The size of esports audience and the gaming industry as a whole has left a lot of league operators and publishers like racing to keep up with new content for programming. One of my exes, how do I say this? Okay, I know a person. That was a, uh, an attorney, a successful attorney, worked in technology attorney. And he's now a commissioner of an esports league on the East Coast. And I know you're like, whoa, what? Huh? The global video game industry is projected to generate more than $150 billion in revenue this year. Esports viewership is growing 15% year on year. It's hit 454 million global viewers in 2019. By 2021, that number is expected to be 645. I'm sorry. I'm in. I have to figure out an investment here, whether it's something as simple as AMD, NVIDIA, whether it's something as uh, Sony or Microsoft or Take-Two or Activision or Electronic Arts. I tend to not like Electronic Arts because their big games are Madden. And they're, they're like, you recently saw the NCAA has won a case. No, 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 no. California has basically said NCAA athletes have to be paid for their likenesses. 
We'll see if that goes into effect. I doubt it. The NCAA makes a ton of money, and they don't like sharing it. But what's important about that is Electronic Arts has to pay the NFL. So I'm out on that. I will be more interested in Activision because a lot of their properties, intellectual property, they're not doing licensing deals. Uh, Take two, they've got Red Dead Redemption coming to the PC. Yeah, let's see how many hundreds of millions of dollars that makes. So anyway, um, Vindex has a great base. Start looking into it. Vindex announced they had acquired an esports company called Next Generation Esports. They've launched a second company called Esports Engines. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Big seminar. Sign up for it at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I try to do the best I can. Tomorrow is going to be an interesting show because there's a lot of headline news that we'll be able to talk about, including a lot of earnings. I do a ton of reading every day, a ton of reading of research, a ton of reading of newspapers, and I respect some resources I find to be bland but useful, like Reuters, some resources that I find to be insightful, like briefing.com, like Standard & Poor's tear sheets, like Value Line. Today, some of the headlines that I saw, UK lawmakers agree to hold election on December 12th to resolve Brexit. Oh, no, it's never going to happen. Commerce Department's reviewing telecom supply chain rules. Okay, there's some telecom equipment stories out there tied towards China and spying and situations like that. The House voted 413 to 16 to impose digital sanctions on Turkey. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, The agricultural purchases is becoming a sticking point between the United States and China. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman told the House impeachment investigators the White House summary of President Trump's call kind of omitted some words and phrases, even though Trump said it was whole and complete. Apple is in the process of mobilizing suppliers to produce 5G iPhones ahead of next year, according to the Nikkei. So you do a lot of this, like Facebook, WhatsApp users, including 100 journalists, human rights activists, and political dissidents were subject to spyware attacks. Like, okay, okay. You're always trying to educate yourself when it comes to investing. There's some new audio that's been unearthed in which payday lenders were caught discussing how to raise more, raise money for Trump's reelection in order to thwart new regulations. Our political system is broken. Payday loans, and I got reamed by someone one day when I said, don't do payday loans. He's like, well, they're there if the people need them. But I don't like them because it's your own money and you're paying 20 to 25% to get it. And I hate that. As of September 24th, one of the nation's largest payday lenders called Advanced Financial said the industry contributions to Trump election campaign war chest could help them get gain access to the White House. The White House... Has always no. I'm not going to say this. Political figures have always figured out a way to make a little bit of do re mi for access. One of the stories that I find truly bizarre is spies stole ISIS leader Al Baghdadi's underwear to help confirm his location before the U.S. raid. Now wait, 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 wait. Spies stole someone's underwear, and this just grosses me out. They said, and for the record, that was the underwear gnomes phase one steal underwear. Phase two, phase three, profit. 
I don't know what phase two is. You got to tell me that one. But I've never thought we would stoop to the point of stealing someone's underwear for DNA testing to confirm my identity. But that's where we are. Isn't living in the 21st century wonderful? I think so. Um, wonderful unless you're Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos hasn't had a good 2019. One of the world's richest men saw other people catch up to him. Most of the world's rich tech billionaires became richer. Microsoft had an amazing year. But most of the uh, net decline for Jeff Bezos was tied towards his divorce to his wife, Mackenzie Bezos. It's a costly divorce. It dented his net worth. It shows you, again, be careful on marriage because divorces are expensive. Be careful on cars because depreciation is horrible. And I think if you just control those two things on the downside, cars are bad ideas. Marriage is make sure you marry some a right one. But if you take a look at the, all the billionaires, Tencent, their CEO, starter, worth $13.7 billion. Then you get into Hasso Plattner. He's a multinational software giant behind SAP. Eric Schmidt, he's been behind Google and Sun Microsystems and Novell. He's a billionaire. He had a pretty good year up, $2.2 billion. Uh, Shiv Nadar, head of Indian consultancy HCL, gained $2.2 billion. You know what I'm doing this for? Chinese gaming magnate Ding Li got a $3 billion bump. Kimutsu Takaza saw his worth go up $3.3 billion, tied towards electronic equipment for industrial automation. Do you notice that everyone on this list, none of them are day traders? It's pretty interesting to note. Like, these are all people who started businesses. Um, I throw that out there because I, I know a lot of people, there are no currency exchange traders. I get some of the dumbest emails. Like, I'm thinking about buying the Iraqi dinar. I'm like, what? What do you know? So buy great companies. Steve Ballmer. Here's a reason to never, ever go to a Clippers game is Steve Ballmer. He resigned from Microsoft's board five years ago. And yet he's up $14 billion this year. Total net worth of $53 billion. So, again, all founders of companies, Zuckerberg, Microsoft, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Amazon. So just get that into your head a little bit. The U.S. economy grew faster than it was supposed to, but we all care about the Federal Reserve coming up in two hours. And then after that, we're going to be focusing an aftermarket on Apple and a couple other companies for sure. Lyft is coming out, Facebook. What will Facebook have to say about regulation in the future markets? Well, they have to say about the government elections coming up. We'll listen to the Facebook call. We'll talk about this and much, much more. Big seminar coming up in November. I hope to see you there. You can sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code RADIO25. The last event of the year. I tend to put the most I can into those. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Use code RADIO25.